Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Kiev has come under a missile attack this morning. That's where Joseph Lindsley is. Let's go to Ukraine right now. Joe, are, are you okay? Bob, good afternoon from Kiev. Uh, yes, in fact, I didn't even hear any of the explosions because the missile defense system here in Kiev uh, worked so well that the missiles were swatted away before they could even reach the city. Uh, so I, I saw some photos of a giant crater uh, far, you know, sort of in the out, beyond, well beyond the outskirts of the city. Uh, so t- it was a big success here in Kiev. But this was one of these, you know, sort of kind of weekly major Russian missile attacks that they've been doing since the end of since December of last year. And several cities uh, throughout Ukraine were hit, uh, including Lviv. Uh, a girl I know in Lviv sent me a haunting video uh, from, from her building. You could see the, the or you could hear the missile flying overhead. Uh, I was going. It seemed like it was going beyond Lviv, uh, but just, you know to, to hear that sort of demonic sound uh, in the air is a terrifying thing. Uh, air defense worked pretty well in Lviv. Uh, there were some injuries uh, and some like 400 windows were blown out, uh, but no major destruction. Uh, I mean, s- several schools. Uh, there was a school and some other places that were damaged, uh, but no buildings were destroyed. Uh, so you know, once again, just just sort of. You know, weekly uh, Russian attempt to uh, to to keep Ukraine under threat, uh, and uh, and 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 you know, but for what purpose? It's it's hard to see exactly what they're trying to target. And uh, you know, we have the, we, uh, while this is happening, it's also important to note the news of uh, you know, it really is a big story. And now there's plenty of good evidence that the Ukrainians did indeed uh, destroy a Russian ship in the Black Sea, the Caesar Kunikov. Uh, and so, the, the, you know, the, the, this is uh, Ukraine doesn't have a navy. Uh, this is really the work of Ukraine's uh, HUR, uh, the intelligence unit of their uh, of the Ukrainian military, and uh, and and it's extraordinary what they've been able to do to what was once perceived uh, as a very mighty navy. And I would say the other uh, big news, obviously, the strange news yesterday. I mean, there's strange news all around us. Uh, but Republican Mike Turner. Uh, on the Intelligence Committee, who was actually recently, he was just in Kiev a few days ago uh, in the House, uh, he warned uh, sort of this very urgent cryptic warning about a mysterious national security threat. Uh, and it was a, a strange moment of some kind of bipartisan unity. Uh, leading Democrats also agreed that there was some strange national security threat that had to do with perhaps with Russia's ability uh, to launch some kind of nuke in space uh, and maybe to attack satellite capabilities. Uh, Jake Sullivan, who's the White House's uh, national security director, uh, he, uh, but actually, I mean, by all accounts, Jake Sullivan seems to be in charge of policy and of many things in the White House. Uh, I think this is becoming increasingly apparent. While the president speaks about ice cream uh, at the Super Bowl, uh, Jake Sullivan is uh, the guy making a lot of key decisions, it seems. And he uh, responded to what Mike Turner said and said there, that everyone who needs to know is aware of this strange, mysterious threat uh, and that they need to act urgently on it. Uh, some some Republicans and Democrats have said that this information needs to be declassified. 
so that the nation can figure out, you know, what exactly is going on. And of course, this occurs with the backdrop of, you know, this spending bill, not just for Ukraine, but for Taiwan and Israel and to deal uh, with the border situation. So there's a lot of maneuvering there. There's a lot of people who are skeptical of what's happening in Washington. Uh, it's really hard to know, you know, exactly uh, what what is move, you know, what, what is happening here, and I think it's it's probably very difficult for many Americans to navigate uh, this. Uh, and I think as we talk about like space threats and all that, you know, I, I sort of I've wanted to avoid this topic, but you know, we've had congressional hearings on on aliens, not illegal aliens, aka immigrants, but actual outer space stuff. Uh, has been uh, talked about publicly in a way that it, you know, it was mocked for for decades to discuss that stuff, and uh, you know, starting a few months ago, there have been serious closed door hearings in Congress on this very topic, and there was even one hearing where a Republican and a Democrat emerged uh, to the press, and they seemed uh, a bit shaken by what they had been, you know, what they had been told, and when the reporters asked them, you know, what 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 did you learn in this hearing? Uh, are there aliens out there? And uh, the Republican, uh, I believe she's from Florida, she said, not really aliens, but some, more like interdimensional beings. And, uh, uh, you know, as I listen to this here in Ukraine, I, the skeptical part of me wonders if Washington will do anything possible, you know, we'll talk about anything besides the clear and present dangers uh, that require courage and action, uh, perhaps, or maybe, you know, maybe there is, there's something to this. And, uh, I think it's helpful to point out that in 2020, uh, December of 2020, the former head of Israel's space agency, uh, he had just retired a couple years before, he spoke to the Jerusalem Post in this very sort of, it was bizarre, uh, and it got a lot of attention, it spread around the world. He said that five countries had been in touch with an intergalactic alliance. Uh, he said that Donald Trump knew about this. And, uh, and Israel, uh, so the U.S. and Israel, and then he said he couldn't mention the other countries. And a lot of people thought this guy is losing his mind, he's, you know, old and crazy. But his successor, uh, a few days later, spoke to the press, uh, for initially the, uh, the uh, Times of Israel, I believe, uh, Isaac Ben Israel, the, the current chairman of Israel's space agency, uh, addressed what his predecessor had said about this intergalactic alliance, and he said, you know, first he said he respects his predecessor. He's not crazy. And then the key thing, which a lot of the media had missed, is that the current head of Israel Space Agency said, we simply had to have a different interpretation of events. And I always hooked on to that phrase. What, what events? What does that mean? Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, so they, he, he says there's not aliens, but we just interpret it differently. And I think looking at, at those stories from 2020 might be helpful as we try to navigate this other craziness that's around us right now, including the sort of the strange panic yesterday about the space threat, uh, perhaps that Russia is involved in. Yeah, we, we still haven't gotten a confirmation uh, on what that was about. But uh, as you say, uh, most of the most of the reports uh, are centering around uh, Russian nuclear capabilities in space. And meanwhile, where you are there, uh, President Zelensky uh, is vowing to clear the Black Sea. And by the way, has Russia said anything about uh, the uh, attack uh, with uh, with the Ukraine forces uh, sinking that that warship in the Black Sea? Uh, as far as I've seen, no. I mean, there has been chatter on Russian Telegram channels, 
uh, was, you know, obviously they, they sort of, you know, Russian military bloggers and such uh, vent their frustrations. Uh, but officially, no, there's not been. Uh, there is, you know, interestingly, when we think of that, uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin or Putin's lecture to Tucker Carlson last week, there was one thing that Putin said that was very true. Uh, and perhaps this has been missed, but he said, you know, this current war, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is happening because of events in 2014. And that's true. But it's the, the question is, OK, what were those events? Uh, you know, what is the interpretation of those events? And, you know, I, I've been talking with a lot of people here in Kiev uh, the past days because 10 years ago uh, this month, especially in the city of Kiev, Ukrainians were in the Maidan, the public square, uh, insisting that they 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 saw that uh, Russia was trying to get a, a, a firmer grip on their country, uh, and they saw like time speeding up, and they were just going to be sucked back in into a Soviet system, and and they really wanted their freedom, and so they stood in the square uh, in that cold winter ten years ago, and the secret police began to attack the people, and that awakened the nation, and I've spoken with so many people who were part of that revolution. Uh, which really the revolution consisted of people ba- building barricades uh, around the main square and they just stayed there. They lived in the main square, uh, all different ages, different religions, different political parties uh, and insisting on being free. And yesterday I interviewed uh, by Zoom uh, on Zoom, a Ukrainian warrior at the front uh, uh, down in the Zaporizhia front called Valentin. And he said, I, I said, what, you know, because a lot of Americans, when they t- the ones who know about that revolution 10 years ago of Medan, the public square, they think it was created by the U.S. State Department. And so I asked this soldier, I said, who, he was there at Medan, and that's why he became a warrior. I said, what do you, th- what do you think when, when, I, when you hear that Americans think that one person of the State Department created this? And he said, he had almost had a tears in his eyes. He said, it hurts me. He said, we risked everything for our freedom. And Putin knows it. Like, if that revolution had never occurred, there would be no war today. Because... Well, there would be no war in Ukraine because Ukraine would be controlled by Russia the same way Belarus is. And, 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 and as most Ukrainians say, Ukrainians could very well be part of a Russian army that would right now be threatening all of Europe. But because they said no, uh, they're not part of that. And it can be easy to miss that part of the story and see just how much worse off we could be um, if the Ukrainians had done it. And uh, I spoke with another friend who was there in the Maidan uh, in the public square here and you know, he said this was the first, uh, that was the first successful Ukrainian state. Uh, just people there living in the cold and tents. He said, uh, and I've heard this so many times, they had their own healthcare system, they had food, there was no crime, there were no fights, they had religious services, and they, the people made their state there in the square until the regime got so scared that they fled to Russia. And now, 10 years later, Russia is trying to take it all away. Good to remember all of that. Joseph Lindsley in Kiev. Uh, Joe, we'll check in with you again tomorrow, but if you encounter any aliens from outer space before that, <laughs> please let us know, okay? You as well, Bob. <laughs> Be vigilant. <laughs> yeah.